Hello everyone and welcome to the Impulse Control Experiment. My name is Joel Harrison and I do appreciate you for you joining me as always. Uh, keeping me accountable and helping me. Um, and at the moment, I do mean push. Uh, so here we are. It is officially the 28th of November. I have two full days left and all I've wanted to do for the last couple of days is destroy cheeseburgers and sugar and drink a beer and smoke some weed <laughs> and um, the end of this is um, is getting tough and I think it, I think it goes to show that like you can't change on sheer willpower alone um, and I think like towards towards the middle of this, I started, you know, the first two weeks were like super strong and um, I was enjoying everything and I was really into my uh, meditations and my mental exercise. And as the weeks have gone on, um, or the days have gone on, I guess, it, it just seems like the closer I get, the farther away I get from that goal. And, um, Man, it's just over the last over the last week or so, um, I'm having to actually fight uh, my impulses. And that's kind of the whole point, but then again, it's kind of not. Um, and I think just taking on such a heavy mix of things and cutting everything out all at once, um, it's... it's um, it's tough or it's not, but it's tough because I'm letting it be, I guess, but I've made a couple of mistakes. So, you know, I have discussed with you along the way, the ways that I have dropped the ball from here and there and not been perfect, um, which I wouldn't expect myself to be. I'm not surprised that that's the way the experiment, uh, has, has kind of shaken out. Um, of course, I would have loved to have had the wherewithal to get all the way through the experiment and stay within my parameters and everything. And on a few of the issues, I have been able to do so. Um, one of the, I mean, here's a little bit of extra honesty for you. One of the big things that's held me back is the, um, and, and affected my life as a whole is um, pornography and that is something that I fell into way too young. And, um, you know, I, I remember like watching the squiggly channels, my brother's house, or not in my brother's house, in my brother's room, uh, growing up as a kid. And <laughs> if you are probably less than 30 years old, you probably don't know what I'm talking about with squiggly channels. But um, back in the day when I was a kid, you used to be able to flip to the right channel with the cable box and, and you could hear all the sounds and, you know, see some squiggles, um, blurring out the pay-per-view channels, but you could still kind of get the point. And I mean, I think I was like eight years old when that stuff was going on. And so that's been something that I've struggled with for my whole life. And if, um, you think that that's not, uh, something that people struggle with, or that's not a valid thing for people to struggle with, well, you know, you don't struggle with it, so you don't know. But if you have struggled with it, um, I understand. And I'm super proud that uh, I have not um, 
I have not consumed any pornography all month long. And I'm going to make it through the month on that one. Um, so obviously we had a misstep with the weed early on, kind of misstep with the carbs a few times, um, sugar a little bit here and there. So, you know, those things haven't been perfect, but I would say what is probably one of my biggest things, um, I have been able to keep out on and, and that I'm really proud of. So, you know, you take your, you take your lumps where you do, and when you screw up a little bit, you brush it off and you keep going. Um, you know, the, um, I think it was yesterday's episode um, where I talked about what do you do when you screw up and, you know, through this process, there's times I've screwed up and, and most of the time as I'm screwing up, I'm going, look, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm just going to make peace with it and move on. And sometimes that's easier than others, depending on what the issue is um, and what your intent is. You know, I think it's for me, it's been a lot more difficult um breaking the intent than doing the actual action. Mm, mm, a little uh, chamomile and cherry teas mixed together tonight. That's quite nice. And to be perfectly honest, it's freaking freezing in my office right now. Um, have the door closed and I guess the heat's not turned on in here. It's freaking cold. So this tea is the only thing keeping me alive right now. Um, but like I said, I think it's the the bigger deal is is breaking the intention, not feeling bad about the action. Um, because granted, most of these things are aren't you know the end of the world. I'm not harming anybody. I'm not harming myself. I'm not you know I'm just holding myself back a little bit from time to time on doing some of these things. But what really hurts is is that I've set an intention and I meant that intention with, with all of my being and then to fall short of that attention intention does, um, it does suck a little bit, but at the same time to be able to wake up the next morning and be like, okay, fine. So what? Screwed up, move on, keep going. And, and to actually do that and to actually let that go and not let that hold you back because you know, what, what else in life, does that it can can hold you back can affect you and these kind of things and you know anytime like if you are an entrepreneur and you have a lazy day I mean that's that's tough to handle if you're an entrepreneur you're on all the time you're on when you're at work you're working when you're at home and when you're not working when you're at home you're thinking about working when you're at home and like and and you know for those of us that have that uh, procrastination in our blood, like that's even worse because while you're not doing the thing you're supposed to be doing, you're thinking you're supposed to be doing that thing and you're just beating yourself over, but you're not fixing anything. And so I think that's kind of the, the tougher part of it is to break the intention when it was so honestly set. However, all that being said, um, I got a couple more days here and I'm still pretty proud of myself. It's been a really good month. Um, I was talking to a friend uh, today and he said, um, you can't expect to be 30 out of 30 all the time. And I said, yeah, you know, 25 out of 30 ain't bad. And he said, 25 out of 30 is awesome. And you know, I agree. If you are setting your intention and you're, you know, that close, 
you're with your intention 85 to 90% of the time, you're going to end up in a pretty dang good spot. Um, and, and I feel like I have ended up in a good spot. Has everything gone the way I wanted to? No. Um, but that's okay. And I am happy with where I am and I'm happy with the improvements that I've made. And, um, yeah, that's how I feel today. So I'm going to give you a full recap actually with, uh, my wonderful wife, Holly on the last day of the month. And then you'll get a couple more episodes after that because of, um, I missed a couple because, you know, I took Thanksgiving and Black Friday off. Hopefully those two episodes will be filled with some very good friends of mine. Um, I have a good friend, uh, coming on tomorrow as well. So trying to fill you up with guests here at the end of the podcast and trying to figure out what I do after a month of podcasting because I am really enjoying podcasting and hopefully to come up with a new project um, and hopefully that will involve having a lot of my friends on. So that being said, um, I'm also, it's also tough because I've done, you know, um, 25 podcasts in 27, 28 days, something like that. I'm like running out of stuff to talk about. Just <laughs> enough stuff is, is not going on. And, and I wanted to, to majorly dump my, um, you know, I wanted to, dump all my change modalities and all the things I use and all the things that I enjoy talking about. Um, and I just, <clears throat> excuse me, I just, uh, am running out of things to, to talk about. Uh, but I did, but I did come up with something today and I would like to talk a little bit about, um, anger and how anger affects us and what we do with it and how we deal with it. So, that being said, think for a moment about how anger manifests in your life. Um, so this is all, this main thing is all about me and I'm the only one here. So I'll go ahead and tell you how anger works in my life. So up until now, and even sometimes now, um, I have always had a little bit of a thing with anger. Um, some people call it temper, so they call it short fuse, um, but you know, letting my emotions build up and get to a place where I become less powerful to them um, bothers me a lot. And how I handle that bothers me a lot too. And I'm getting much better and that's been a big part of this uh, experiment. And I think it's only been a month, but I've had so much growth in this one month and so many amazing conversations with my friends and and uh, learned so much and, and changed, especially in this regard to anger. Um, because I can be, or have been up until now, a bit of a yeller. Um, and I mean big time yeller. I mean loud and boisterous and um, not, not pretty. Again, one of, the, one of the times, or usually the time when I refer to being my worst self is in that moment when... I am out of control and my emotions are doing the talking and the talking is actually yelling. And the things that I'm saying are not, are not nice, they're not productive, they're not helpful. And that's something that has been, that has really needed to have a shift and it has had a shift. But when I think about anger and I think about how that manifests and, and, and when you think about that, think, think about how do you physically manifest your anger and at that time, 
when your anger is manifesting, what do you do about it? So um, an anger management system begins with thinking about your anger when you are not angry. So if I'm thinking about this currently, I'm trying to say, okay, so what happens when I get angry? I start breathing heavy. My emotions or my, um, my subconscious just starts to almost just vomit emotion and words out of my mouth. And the fat, I talk very fast. My chest gets really tight. Um, my shoulders get really tense. And if I don't communicate about that properly and I don't begin to alleviate that situation immediately, um, I can very quickly get to a point of a raised voice, um, some stomping. I uh, haven't for a long time, so I won't say that I do this anymore, but I will say previously I have like thrown and broke things. Um, I'm not a violent person. I, I don't ever want to hurt anybody, so I don't get physically violent with people, but um, I could see how if you saw me in that state, you would be afraid that I wasn't, that that, that wasn't true. Um, because I don't like to cause pain, but I will break some inanimate shit. <laughs> um, and let me rephrase that because up until, you know, the last, uh, year or so I would break some inanimate shit. Um, and you know, it's just part of the process of controlling and stopping, um, and taking a breath and moving on. So I, you know, the, 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 the throwing things or breaking something um, really hasn't been a part of, of who I am for a good while now, and I'm proud of that. Um, but the yelling is something that has just recently left my intention, and I've been able to get a hold of. And um, even as recently as through this project, I, I've done plenty of yelling, as you've heard in previous episodes. But I'm pretty proud of myself that I've, that I've toned that down and that I think I have a pretty good handle on that now. Now we'll see how true that becomes moving into the future. Um, but, you know, it feels like one of those things that I've really gotten control of. And my way to control it is simply by letting it out as soon as it happens. Um, so if someone around me does something that makes me angry, uh, instead of trying to swallow that and not acknowledge it uh, or come up with some kind of passive aggressive strategy where, I'm going to be grumpy and I'm not going to say it directly to your face. That None of that serves me. None of that does any good. So as soon as something happens, you do something that makes me mad. I'm going to go, hey, that, that's not cool. That upset me. That made me mad. That made me feel this way. And I'm just going to bring it out right away and communicate that. Um, because just saying what it is you're upset about allows you to alleviate the situation. So think about it internally as... If you swallow your emotions and you don't let them out in a calm and constructive way, then they're going to bottle up and, and build pressure. Uh, it comes back to the example that I, I think I've mentioned, at least in one episode, um, that I heard recently about, you know, if you are a bottle of soda and you shake it up, this in the soda and is the is the stress. Um, the stress isn't the problem. The cap is the problem. 
that when you pop that cap off, it's going to overflow and, and make a big mess. And so take the cap off, and then you can, you know, take a drink of soda without it getting all foamy. And so that's a good analogy for just not having a cap on your emotional self and when something bothers you to, to let it out. Um, the other thing that holding anger in does is it doesn't allow, I mean, if you're angry with another person, it doesn't allow that person to alleviate the situation. And so sometimes you just want to be mad. And you know what? Like you're entitled to that. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't help the process. But sometimes you just need to be mad so you can go and you can stew and you're mad for a little bit and then you can move on. And once you move on, you can remedy the situation. But you know, kind of go away, calm down, and then once you can deal with it in a constructive way, come back and do so as quickly as possible. Um, because think about think about this. So think about if you have a fight with your significant other um, in the evening, and you know, some people say you should never go to bed mad, but I think that if trying to solve that problem is going to make the anger or the argument worse then yeah, maybe you should go to bed mad, you should sleep on it, you should wake up in the morning and then see if you feel better on it. But think about this scenario. So imagine you go and you have some kind of spat with your significant other in the evening and, you, and you're mad. So you go to bed mad and you wake up mad and they're not mad and they're trying to alleviate the situation. And you're like, I'm going to be mad because I'm mad at this person. So I'm going to be mad at this person all day, right? And so you only say a couple of words in the morning on your way out the door and you know, you know, because if it, if I wasn't mad, we would have had a conversation. We would have said hi. We would have had some breakfast, something like that. You know, you leave early and you slam the door and you make sure that it's passive aggressively known that you're still mad at that person, right? Okay, so you wanted to be mad at them. And you want to be mad at you. You know, you're setting your intention in your own head to be mad at them all day so that they know that you're mad at them. And they feel bad all day. Well... That morning went through and you gave them 10 minutes of being mad at them. So if you're working on your intention, then you're doing what you want to do. So good job. Then you leave and you spend the another, the next six to eight hours while you're at work in an absolute shit mood because you're mad at somebody that you aren't even around. You ever think about that? Who are you affecting by being mad? You're mad at the other person. You're trying to stay mad at them because you want them to have a bad day. But is that really what you're doing? Because you're not around them. You know, if, if it's me and my wife does that, and then, okay, you're mad, fine. And you can be mad. You can slam that door and be mad. And I'm going to go about my day. I'm going to go do my thing. And you're going to continue to be mad all day long. Whose day are you affecting? In your mind, you're trying to affect someone else's day. You're trying to negatively affect someone else's day, which anytime you're trying to negatively affect someone's day, and you know, I understand if you're mad at them, you are trying to do that, but you need to think about that and adjust. You know, why am I trying to make somebody else's day worse? And so, when, but think about that. Whose day are you ruining? Because they don't have to be around you all day. But you do. 
So you leave the house in the morning and for the next six to eight hours while you're at work, you're going to be mad at somebody that's not even there. And you're going to be thinking about that fight with that person that's not even there. And you're going to be thinking about the fight you're going to have with that person who's not even there. Whose day are you making worse? Theirs or yours? Or would you rather take a moment to release that stress, get an apology, give an apology, because let's be honest, you're acting like a dick right now. <laughs> and trust me, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me because this is what I do. And this is, uh, you know, up until now, up until recently, this is how I've responded. And so I'm going to go to work and I'm going to ruin my own day based on somebody else's actions. Why? What good does that do? How does that serve me? Or I could use that time apart to take a breath evaluate the situation. Maybe you need to talk to a friend about it, but if you're going to talk to a friend about it, you need to take a breath and calm down first. You need to take some of your emotion out of the situation and give them the truth, not just the bullshit that you want to spend to make yourself feel better. And then get, you know, get the other angle on it. Think about it from their side. That's so, you know, that's so elementary, putting yourself in someone else's shoes. But Think about things. You know, there are often times in my relationship where one of the two of us will start something and then the other one will escalate it and toss it back and the other one will escalate it and we'll end to the point where we both owe each other apologies and we both screwed up and we both said things we don't mean and we both made mistakes through that process. So if you can recognize that, that, that part of this is their problem and part of this is your problem, then you both need to apologize and you both need to come back to neutral ground and make it better. But the thing that doesn't make it better is stewing in it for hours. Because it's just pointless. You're just going to keep yourself in a pissed off, shitty mood all day long and you're not going to solve a damn thing. And to be perfectly honest, by the time you get through eight hours and you get back to that person, like, Sometimes you're still mad at that person. Eight hours later, you have naturally calmed. So you were mad for the first five hours. And then it started to dissipate and deviate. And now by the time you get home, you have to try to ramp that mad back up. And what good does that do? Does that help you prove your point? Does that help you make it better so that it doesn't happen again? Or could you leave in the morning, calm down? I mean, if you don't want to engage that person for a little while, that's fine. Then don't engage them for a little while. But don't run over while you're mad all day long in your own head. It just doesn't serve you. It just doesn't help. I know that's easier said than done, but you know sometimes you just need to take a step back. Take a breath and decide, like, am I just letting my initial emotional reaction run wild? 
Am I completely out of control? Because that's what anger is most of the time. There's no reason for anger 90% of the time. And think about this. Most of the time when we're angry or we don't like someone or something, it's usually because it's something that we do that's the same. It's something that bothers us about ourselves. And that is, is just, can just be absolutely impactful, hugely impactful. And when you can look at somebody else and look at them like a mirror and say, this is what I'm angry about and I'm actually angry at myself and I'm throwing it at you, I'm projecting my anger at myself subconsciously onto you, that, that one is a true revelation. And I had to, um, my buddy Ryan helped me realize that one day when I was, I had a huge blow up with my wife and, you know, it was, you know, as, as I try to build this business and be an entrepreneur, she asked me how she can help and how she can be a part of the business a lot. And a lot of the times, and it's not me being misogynistic, it's just me not having time. I say, you know, if you could do the things that need done around the house so I have time to, you know, do my work in my office, then that's helpful. And I appreciate that. And then when those things don't get done, um, there are times when I would get upset. But, and I, and I would, you know, get upset at her. I'm like, you want to help, but you're not helping. But here is the truth. Here is what I was actually mad about when I looked at the situation is the fact that going, when I was at home by myself, supposed to be doing my work, I wasn't working. I was just goofing off or taking naps or smoking weed, or watching porn or, you know, just not getting things done because I wasn't doing the work. So was I really mad that she wasn't pulling her weight or was I mad at myself because I wasn't pulling my own weight? And when that revelation came I mean, immediately. That, when you think about that and you put that in that frame, immediately. Why would I have any right to be bad at her when I'm not holding up my end of the bargain? You know, if I'm in here grinding my fingers to the bone, working, 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 then maybe. But at the same time, if I were truly doing that, then... I would be in a completely different mental state and I wouldn't be getting upset about those things. So there's so much there when you try to scratch beneath the surface and look at your anger. So what do we do about anger when we get like, how do we get to that point where we're just not mad? How do we, how do we shake that anger? Well, taking a breath, taking a moment, like I said before, calmly expressing your emotions, how you feel, that upsets me, that worries me, uh, that angers me in a calm way as soon as it happens. Um, because often, oftentimes we work ourselves up to being angry. So, you know, sometimes like, I always say this about hitting your head, right? Because whenever I hit my head on something, like, I feel like 
nothing drives me to to anger to like that that rage spot as far as like smacking my head on something right and i think that it's because like so imagine you stub your toe right and i've totally made this up there is no science behind this whatsoever at least not that i know of it's like when you stub your toe it technically has to travel up the nerves to your spinal column all the way up to your brain and now that doesn't really take that long. You're, you're at the speed of light. You know, your, your nerves move really quickly. But it has had time to dissipate. When you hit yourself in the head, it goes right to your brain. And just, there's no filter. It's just rage. It just hurts. It's just pain and rage. So that being said, that adage of time taking a second because most of the time unless you get hit in the head you work up to rage somebody says something and you think did they really just say that oh oh and now you've gotten to the point where you can dissect a little bit and and you know get into what they said and now you're starting to get pissed off because you're thinking more about it. And what do they say to this? And did they mean it this way? Oh, they definitely meant it this way. I'm disrespected. And that's all of this. And da 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 da, da. And you just, it just comes up and it builds and builds and builds. Just like shaking that soda ball. And that's not the way to handle your anger. So when something makes you angry, just open it up and, and talk about it and say so. And when you have emotions, talk about them. When you're angry at somebody, tell them so. Let it out. Move forward. And then, you know, take some time for yourself. I've gotten in, we've gotten into this thing in, in my house where finally we're allowing each other some space when we're angry. And previously, we would just keep trying to prove our point and keep trying to essentially just trying to fight and that doesn't do anybody any good like I completely disagree with never go to bed angry if you can't stop fighting because you know my wife and I we can go round and round and round and round and round and we'll stop for a second and one of us will say something from the other room and the other one will pop up and and you know start right back up and so if you so take some time if you are angry about somebody take a breath take a step back take some time don't sit and stew and grow your anger in the situation that you got angry with take a minute take a step pull back from it separate yourself go do some meditation go read a book go see a friend Go have a drink, a uh, drink, not a bunch. You know, there's there's a there's a big difference there. You know, there are times when I get really angry. I call my brother and I'm like, hey, let's let's go have a beer, a beer, a whiskey, one, two tops. You don't get pissed off and go get drunk. No, 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 no. That is not the solution. And if you're the kind of person that doesn't drink one or two drinks, then you don't drink when you get pissed off. Because that's a recipe for disaster. No way. But, you know, sometimes spurring that conversation 
with somebody over a, a beverage or just the time that it takes, the time that it takes to have a beer should be an adequate amount of time for you to manage your thoughts. And what is really important is not to stew and dig in those thoughts and try to find the angles to make it worse. The truth is to find the angles to make it better. Don't dig for more when you're angry because it's super easy to do. And just let it go. And if it's a big thing and you need to have a talk about it, then find a way to constructively talk about it. Because I don't think that there is any less powerful emotion than anger. I even think fear has more power than anger. It just doesn't serve you. And it doesn't serve me anymore. And that's one of my greatest challenges and current accomplishments is that I haven't gotten angry in a little while and this project has been so impactful for me that like yeah maybe a little while might be a week you know maybe 10 days if I'm lucky I, I don't I don't really know I haven't been counting but it seems like so much longer because every day that I put away the anger and I grow a little bit more seems that much better And I think that's what I have for you today. So thank you all so very much for joining me, keeping me honest. Do your best to make every day better than the day before. If you fail, that's perfectly fine. Because that means tomorrow will be easy. Live with gratitude. Celebrate your victories. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.